Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I am Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. So, last we had left our adventurers... They had recently spoken to an animate quill who allowed them passage into the unvisited portion of Candlekeep Library deep, deep in the earth. After examining the wondrous shrubbery and the wondrous daylight, they went through a natural passageway off the right and quickly found it to be necromatic. Although there was some hesitation initially, there was an overall consensus that they probably should go check it out for reasons. And as they approached the doorway, they were left with a puzzle, a conundrum. After picking up these two gems from inside these urns, Lance and Fleeple were able to pass through this necromatic archway while Zaza was turned to fey dust, if you will, from the pulse of necromatic energy. With Mal intent on resummoning her familiar and Lance and Fleeple having just opened the doorway beyond. We come back to our adventures on this week's episode. Lance and Fleeple, the room beyond is dark and heavy with stagnant air. This place seems that it has been, that it has been undisturbed for quite some time. Thankfully, with both of you having dark vision, you gaze into the room and see what is before you. Without crossing this threshold, this room appears to be some combination of a library and a crypt. From your current vantage point, there are tables of books strewn all over these tables, some chairs as well with some books, as well as stone sarcophagi that line the walls of this room. Without entering the room, however, it is difficult to see what else this room holds. But for the time being, you hear nothing emanating from the room itself. I need each of you to roll me a d6, please. Well, well, well. It's going to be a five from Fleeple. Okay, five. That's a five for Lance. Look at us. Look at these twinners. And Mal? A three. A three. Okay. So Lance and Fleeple, you have this room before you. Yeah, I I am very uncomfortable, so I just start like nervously humming to myself, I will follow you into the dark by Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> Shout out. All right, Fleeple. Looks like we have this room before us. Uh, do we want to look at any of the books? Uh, I, yes, yes, that's, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to go look at some of these books. I'm just going to say, librarians are so creepy. <laughs> why would you, why would you do this? All right. <laughs> like, what kind of, what kind of public facility deserves a creepy murder death library wing? Is this like, is this the room of the dead librarians? Like, hey, we devoted our lives here. Why not? die and be laid here like this is weird this is like skull and bones crap that's like a little bit too much devotion to your job i mean just learn how to retire you know 
I know. Like, take a retirement. I mean, they have a lazy river down there. I mean, must be good perks or something. Yeah, when you reach a certain age, you really should just stop with all of the kerfuffle that you're working on. Anyway, I'm going to continue forward into the room. Nothing like a dead-end job, eh? (laughs) Eh. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) All right, yeah. Uh, I will go to one of the tables very cautiously. I'm going to be sneaking this whole time because Lance is very paranoid about this room, knowing that necromatic energy was protecting it and just not wanting to piss off possibly anything. He is going to be sneaking, but all, but he will try and get to one of the tables and start looking over the books. Okay. Go and roll me a stealth check then. Roguey things. And Filippo, what are you going to be doing? I am thinking back to our poem. So we walked through the threshold with death by our side, presumably these little gemstones, and feast on death's knowledge. And then the thing that is really kind of getting me is this he who cannot lie bit. So I'm going to, like, look around this room and see if I can figure out what that might be implying, this he who cannot lie. You know, I think I think we're set, Ned, because we're both terrible at deception. So I think <laughs> hey. we're set. We cannot lie. <laughs> the poem was about both of us. Look at that. Yes. So what'd you get for your stealth roll, Lance? That is a natural 20 on the rogue dice. Ooh, honey. So, total of 29. Sheesh Louise. Fleeple, you're going, he who cannot lie. Holy cow, where did Lance go? (laughs) I'm all alone. Oh, Oh, sorry, that's actually a a, a 30. You (laughs) feel Lance leaving your life. (laughs) His memories fade. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Lance? (laughs) I came in here with somebody anyway. He who cannot lie. He who cannot lie. <laughs> Great. So, Fleeple, you're walking around just kind of observing and just taking the room in. And, Lance, you're walking up to one of the books specifically? Well, I'm going to a table to examine the books, like, on the table. See if the spines have any titles or on the cover, obviously. If I can recognize languages, things like that. Great. We'll just go and open up some of the room here for you guys then. Oh, Wow. Oh, this is not a good room. (laughs) So, Lance, you walk over to some of the books, and you pick some up, and what languages do you speak? I speak common, elvish, orcish, halfling, and draconic. There are some here in common. There are some here in elvish as well. But there's a lot in languages that you cannot understand. So those ones obviously have to go to the side, you being unfamiliar with some of these languages. Some of them in common, though, they have titles or um, you, you look at the spines and some of the spines are very old, very old indeed. And some of them don't even have titles on the cover. You have to flip through and it's journal entries of somebody saying experiment 278 and, and detailing their experiments. This one in particular where it's talking about experiments goes on to speak about how the town that was under their sway and under their influence was showing negative signs to the concoction that they had and that they weren't able to coerce people to follow them as as much as they were previously and so they might have to start over in a future experiment some of the other spines one of them is all about necromancy and 
whispers of the dead and what is what it means to have those from beyond speak to you and to interact with you if possible and more more of like a theological um discussion about like uh well at what point like what what is more powerful is a ghost who has not passed on is speaking to them more with your time is it way to capture before they reach the ghost like state is it better to communicate with somebody who has their place in Elysium or in one of the nine hells or those locations itself so more theoretical of just really fleshing out each of those ideas while also theorizing some of their own ideas. And is this book in common or Elvish? This one is in common. Not not a ton in common, or in Elven, I mean. Uh, the only things written in Elvish are those that have some arcane elements to them, so like some spells, and that's just because Elvish is more of a higher language when it comes to the written language, so the arcane is usually written in Elvish uh, for its purity, but it can be written in other languages as well. Lance will take that book, actually, the Speak with the Dead one, and pocket it. All right, Whispers of the Dead, great. So while you're doing that, Fleeple, you're walking around, and tell me what you're observing or looking for. Yeah, so I guess I'm looking in particular for, like, imagery of individuals. If I can find anything that might lead me toward this he-who-cannot-lie situation, maybe that's just talking about death himself. Maybe it's talking about a person that has something to do with this location. Looking for, like, imagery of specific personages. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as you curve around, there are a lot of little, like, alcoves, and there's some, like, pathways inside of here as well that sort of resemble the natural passageway that led to the door from the main entrance. And as you, you're passing by some sarcophagi, some sarcophagi, and as you pass by some, some of them are open and empty. Oh, hmm. no. While some are closed. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no, no, no. <laughs> Not good. Not good. As you're... Taking this in, being cautious, not knowing where Lance is, necessarily, you meander past this pathway, and as you come across this corner, you come face-to-face with a deceased figure. This figure is fairly skeletal, like they've been here for some time, and that time has caught up with them. In fact, they're completely skeletal. They are on the floor in the middle of this symbol on the ground this humanoid figure their skin is completely gone and but their their attire is completely intact they have this very luscious red robe that seems to engulf their entire body and their fingers have pristine jewels on them rings earrings that have fallen to the floor. And this garment does not seem to match the decayed state of the body. This is where we run into one of those things of Ned probably has an idea of what's going on with this dude, but Fleeple would have no idea whatsoever. So, uh... Yeah, there seems to be a lot of that in this campaign. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Oh, gosh. That's Ned! <laughs> 
Oh, what a callback. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Fleeple's going to approach this individual. I'm interested in, obviously, the state of the red robe that this red wizard is wearing. And I'm also interested in the symbol on the ground. Uh, I'm not going to touch anything, but I would like to try and examine both of these closer and see if I can figure anything out about them. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll me uh, two separate investigation checks. The first being the symbol in the surrounding like area, but then the second being the robe and the figure itself. All right. And I am definitely guiding myself. First one is a critical fail. But I do manage to get a five out of it. Okay. This symbol is like one that you've never seen before, but as you look at it, it's obvious to see that there are actually like concentric symbols flowing out of it onto the floor itself. And without stepping closer, you you mark where they are and sort of just like sidestep. But what the symbols are, what they mean, it's 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 very lost to you. It's very unnatural and not not the way of Mother Earth, if you will. Mm. How well do you think I could do replicating some of these symbols on like a piece of parchment to bring back to my boy Leo Sin or somebody, see if they can get some information about it? The symbols are are pretty intricate, but you can definitely try um, to get some of the bigger ones. Obviously, the most efficient way is to get a rubbing. Oh, you're trying to pull me in. It sounds like you don't. It doesn't sound like you necessarily would like to do that. But yeah, you can you can absolutely try to like replicate some of them. We well, we can roll a check to see how efficient you are or how specific you are in your details. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll try that first, and if it doesn't work out super well, I mean, there'll be parchment between me and the floor itself if I do a rubbing. So we'll make that we'll make that plan B. Fair. Okay, so for this, we're going to... Are you proficient in, like, painter's tools or any sort of tool set that requires, like, a fine hand, like cartography, maybe, even? Uh, An herbalism kit is something I'm proficient with. Gotcha. Okay. So... We will not be able to add your proficiency bonus to this, but I'll go have you do a dexterity check. All right. Let's see if the sport got this. Hey, that's a 21. Hey. I was going to say it's pretty high, so I was going to have it be 20. Very difficult. Pretty difficult. And 21 does allow you to get some of the larger pieces here. Not all of the fine detailed stuff, but... You feel fairly confident that the large symbol that is the focal point here and some of the larger ones around, that you have captured their essence. Awesome. So now that I have captured the essence, I'm going to take a closer look at this guy's robe. Okay. All right, you got this sport. Also not great. That's a seven. And are you touching for this uh, perception or, or this investigation, I should say, are you like rifling through? You want and... me to touch everything in this creepy? Are death you are you touching hallway? anything? I want are you... you to touch it. <laughs> oh man! So I I'm going to try my I'm going to try my best to uh, not touch anything if I can as I'm observing this bad thing that I've discovered. <laughs> Sounds good. As you maybe grab like a stick 
and sort of like flip some folds over the cloak to kind of like investigate and this is a very very fine silk red rope and it's very like for lack of a better term voluminous like there are layers upon layers here and the detail of it is very intricate it is hand woven it is bright red but there are different shades of red throughout it which say wow this person must have really spent some time on this or had somebody very professional do this work for them there aren't any symbols that you can tell or that you can find on this person or this robe but uh, other than what i've described to you of the rings on their fingers and uh the earrings that have fallen off there doesn't appear to be like any hair that has fallen around this individual or anything that's left that is of body matter either so other than the skeleton itself and the robe it just seems to be as is as is as described all right fleeper there are two ways this could be going here if you had a lot of really really cool rich very expensive stuff and you died in a cave far from the surface would you be more upset if all of that was left to just never see the light of day again or if some little dragon man came in and tried to steal it all from you i would thank that dragon man personally oh, oh, oh goodness i thought i was the only one in here Hmm. I'm going to look at one of those little earrings that's fallen to the ground, and I'm gonna just take my little stick and slide it across the ground toward me. Okay, sounds good. So you slid it towards you, and it is at your feet. I'm going to pick it up and take a little gander at it. (laughs) (laughs) The greedy little (laughs) Kolamu. This earring is pure gold. Um, No gems or gemstones in this one, but very fine work. Very detailed work. Hmm. 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 Now tell me, friend, you obviously cannot lie. Would you mind terribly if I took all of this stuff back up to the surface with me? There's no response from the corpse. <laughs> oh, but. You don't say. <laughs> it was worth a shot. Hey, honestly, that was a toss-up. It could have been. Yeah, it honestly <laughs> could have been like... I mean, uh, absolutely, it could have been. In the necromantic chamber, yeah, it's a toss-up. <sighs> I'm going to assume that this man has been dead for more than one minute and that I cannot cast Revivify on him. Whoa, no, no. I think <laughs> I think it's safe to say that Filippo would be correct in that assumption. If we, were, if we only wouldn't have taken as long on the door as we did, we could have saved him. <laughs> <laughs> it happened as you got to the door, and he's like, I've got 60 seconds, guys. Come on, hurry. <laughs> oh, man. He got there at 61 seconds. Man, when I am of a high enough level to learn reincarnate, we're going to come back here and we're going to bring this dude back as like a, I don't know, like a triton or a half-orc or something. Okay, okay, okay. I'll prepare for that. (laughs) All right. I'm going to mull over my situation here while the camera pans back to Lance for a moment. I like how you directed the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of panning to Lance... Oh... 
Malamara, you have started your ritual. You stop. You look up. And you feel a presence behind you. <gasps> you rolled a three. You rolled a three. <laughs> you have to be more careful with the gifts that I give you. Part of me thinks that they won't be so happy to come back and assist you. You did kill them, after all. What? Er, R2? You turn around and Air 2 is behind you. Cloak and all, standing in the corridor. Just ten feet from you. Mal will jump to her feet, assuming that he's talking about Fleepaloon Lance. Because <laughs> them is plural. <laughs> gotta use your pronouns. <laughs> what Are they okay? What happened? And she'll, like, look panicked toward the door. Air 2 will cock their head at you. You care that much for them, do you? <laughs> I was merely referring to your little pet that you have follow you around. Visibly, Mal stiffens, trying to put up that, that mask and that facade that, oh, no, I don't actually care that much. Because letting Air 2 in on that much information... Not necessarily something Mal wants, and she goes, "Oh, right, Zaza. Uh, I should get back to that." She just, without looking at him, starts carving in the ground again. The arcane runes. I'm here to give you a little bit more direction from our previous conversation, and to give you the next step to unlocking that power. As he points towards your sword. Mal stops drawing runes. The book you're looking for has no title, but can only be read by one who knows its language. The contents of it, although you need not know every line of every page, suffice it to say, if you come across a specific work from somebody named Igwilf, or if it has the name Demonomicon, then you know you have found your prize. Mal glances at the door to make sure that Fleeple and Lance are not coming back through, and quietly she'll say, Do you know where that is in this library? Is it in the Religion or Dragon section? And at this, he raises his head to the ceiling and just breathes in. I sense it in this library. I can taste it. Well, if you want your prize so badly, I need something to help me on that journey. Does it ping for a magic? Oh, this is a magical artifact. You will be able to sense it, and although it may be hidden from you initially, I suspect that little elf friend of yours could could find any secret passageways that it might be hidden behind. To help you, though. And at this he walks towards you, slowly, and with purpose. 
I find it necessary to impart this upon you. And his one claw reaches towards your forehead and pushes firmly against it. And it burns. It hurts. You grit your teeth and the pain. (sighs) And he removes it from your forehead. I will be waiting close by. Should you need me. Or if you find your prize. And with that, he turns away and starts walking. She will watch until his uh, figure fades into the darkness. She'll sigh and then kneel down and return to doing her runes to try and ritually cast find familiar but while she's doing that she's also distracted with if air two could sense it maybe i could sense it too from where she is right now Mm, i see i see to do that i'd say you'd have to stop your ritual casting but go ahead and roll a arcana check but with advantage to see if you can gauge this presence with your eldritch sight would be a one, sir. With advantage? Double ones? I rolled double twos with a negative one. Aww. <laughs> oh boy. Your meeting with Air 2 has left you shaken, as it always does, or at least as it has done previously. And you <sighs> shake your head. But as you open your eyes, you do see Zaza sitting on the ground before you. Hmm. He's a gift. And Mickey... You can write down under languages that you know abyssal. Ooh. Temporarily or permanently? We will see. Dang it. So, back to the necromatic room. All three of our adventurers seeming to be in their own headspace, in their own tiny adventure here. Lance, you have looked at some of these books, and what are you doing now? Or Fleeple and Lance, I should say. Fleeple, I found this five copper bin of free books. This one doesn't even have a title. This is so stupid. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> Still with that 30 stealth. Yeah. I have. I can't remember you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I've looked through the books. I, I figure I've checked a couple tables out by now. A lot of them in just... Uh, there's a lot of books that you have to push aside just because they're not in a language that you understand. You do find a halfling cookbook and you say to yourself, this is obviously not been properly stored. It doesn't belong here. I'm going to... I've seen Fleeple poking at a body with a stick. I'm not too interested in that. And Fleeple, you've, you've, you've about wrapped this up if you'd like to move on as well. But um, it just it all depends this like step room to the to the east as you go to this room over here and fleeple do you follow after Mm, i want to wrap back around to this guy i I kind of like chase up after lance and i'm like "Uh, if you were this gentleman down here how upset would you be if someone came and reclaimed all of your valuable possessions what is your passive perception i am at 30 right now (laughs) 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 wait what if i was if i was the the dead man on the floor 
how would I feel about my possessions? Yes, if somebody came and was like, these don't belong down here in this dusty place. These belong in maybe a museum, maybe in somebody's personal haversack. But look, there's there's gems all over this skeleton's fingers. There's this very, very fine robe. Do you think anything is going to be angry if we, you know, just liberate this from its dusty prison? Lance kind of stands there, like, kind of amused at it, but then, like, just thinks for a second, and he reaches and, like, touches his bow for a second, and then reaches up and kind of, like, scratches at his scarf and then goes, I think that... That when things have passed, their possessions on off of whoever needs them next. Works for me, and I'm going to start grabbing rings and try, try and get the robe off of this guy. You got it. Um, you can do that without too much of an issue. It, it does take you a little bit of time to remove the robe, but without disturbing the runes, you do uh, remove the robe. And as you disturb the body, though... I am going to roll. Okay. As you disturb the body, there actually is a book that was underneath the the skeleton itself and the rope. It seems that this individual had fallen onto this book before whatever had happened to them had happened, and so it's open to a specific page. I'll take a gander at this page here. So this page in particular is focusing on a forbidden knowledge so to speak and it has sort of a ritual or runes to describe eternal life or undeath specifically lichdom oh it's a lich or an attempted lich at least uh i i kind of poke the skeleton a little bit it clatters oh friend you couldn't quite make it my condolences but yeah, I'll uh, grab all of the jewelry, uh, grab this book. Uh, does it have a cover, like a title on it or anything? No, no title specifically for this book. It seems to be a personal journal. Kind of like, I don't want to say it's like one of those uh, notepads you get from like Walmart that are just, it's a composition <laughs> you could, like write your name on the front. But yeah, composition notebook, exactly. But this does seem to be, a uh, personal entry in here of their own research, their own uh, journey, so to speak. Hmm. Well, their research led them here, so I take the book and just kind of toss it on one of the tables, and I kind of bundle up the robe, put it in my haversack with all of the gold and jewels, and uh, I'm going to start taking a look at some of the other books with a special interest in anything that might be written in Draconic, Primordial, or Sylvan. Ooh, okay. So, Ned, if it's all right, we'll come back to that in a little bit. Booyah. And Malamara. So, Mal, now having Zaza summoned before I was even able to finish my ritual, and suddenly understanding that I know Abyssal, and I'm looking for a book in Abyssal, I'm going to then use my 10-minute ritual cast to change Zaza from a pseudo-dragon into a quasit. Quasit? Mm-hmm. Quasit. Because they speak Abyssal. And I'm going to... I'll summon her and change her into one of those. I will have her go invisible and send her on a mission to start looking through the library to see if she can start finding books or 
places where she recognizes abyssal language being written. Excellent. Okay. So, Saza on a mission after 10 minutes, and we will reevaluate that at a later time. So, Lance, as you continue to, to explore this room, while Fleeple is perusing some of these books specific to those languages, you are just making the rounds, making the journey amongst the the sarcophagi, the empty ones, the, the full ones, but you hear those whispers in your mind, and they seem to be getting stronger the further in to the chamber that you go. Can I hear, can Lance hear any words that he recognizes or voices he recognizes? Go and roll me a perception check. Either that or a concentration check, whichever one you'd like. Um, it's not going to be good either way because I didn't roll very well. Concentration check. Yeah, so that's like a constitution saving throw. Oh, well, perception's a little better, but it's not much. It's going to be seven. Seven. This cacophony of voices you do hear distinctly. You hear Mondath. You hear the very first voice you heard in the forest on the way to the cultist camp. You hear yellow. You hear people from the cultist camp that you didn't even interact with, but you heard passively. You hear everyone. And they all seem to have been a part of your life or you have memories of when when they were a part of your life and they just flash in your mind. But what they're saying and who's speaking at, at that particular moment, it's, it's too much. It'd be too overwhelming to continue to focus on that. So you push it to the side if you can, but you just can't quite focus on it fully. Lance will keep again stealthily and this is freaking him out a little bit but he also is wondering if he can start making out what these voices are saying if they're getting stronger so he does want to continue forward a little bit more okay so rolling stealth go ahead and roll a stealth check if you'd like okay roguey dice for roguey things that's gonna be 22 22 feeling stealthy you proceed forward and as you continue to proceed forward, the voices are getting stronger and you actually feel them pointing to a particular location in this room. And you, your curiosity draws you towards it. As you pass one of the corners, you see this mirror. This is tall as you are, maybe even a little bit taller into the wall itself. And you recognize that this is the focal point. This, as you keep walking up to this mirror, the voices get loud, get louder, get louder until you're right in front of the mirror. What do I see? Do I just see myself in the mirror, obviously? You just see yourself and your surroundings, but these voices are deafening. Do I, can I make out now because of how loud it is what's being said at all, or...? With your seven earlier, it's it's so you need something needs to happen for in order for you to be able to 
cut through the noise, cut through the voices to be able to hear. It's just too much. Touch it. <laughs> Touch the mirror. Touch the mirror. Touch the mirror. Touch the mirror. Tell Filippo to drop my robe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. Okay, the deafening. Is these. Okay, one more question. This will decide what I'm going to do. Are these voices. Is it feeling like. Obviously, it's freaky, but is it. Is it kind of, I know this sounds weird, is it reassuring, like, almost like a familiar feeling, like, oh, I like it, or is this more of like a, this feels like something bad or something dark? Without knowing why, you've felt this ever since you left Neverwinter, and it's been a part of you as you left, as you've, as you've continued on, you've tried to push it off to the side, but it's always felt... Like, it's, it just feels like whatever has been with you has been turned up, cranked up. And it's oddly, it, it is, as you described, Jacob, it does sound odd, but you do feel like it has been a part of you. And this mirror seems to be some sort of focus. But standing here and just staring at it, you actually do take four points of psychic damage just from, like, standing here and just being this close to it. But you did say it feels a part of me. Okay. Yeah, you look in the mirror and your eyes, they sort of like are kind of glazed and there's a little blood trickling from your nose. But it does feel like it is a part of your history, a part of your past. But you know if you were to stand here without doing something, that the voices are just going to keep being loud. They're just going to keep coming. And that's over and over and over in your mind. And your own voice has joined the cacophony of this voices as well. I will, with that in mind and how you described it, Lance will reach out and with both hands just press onto the mirror. Immediately, from standing still to doing nothing and your arms thrust towards the mirror, it vibrates. And as your your hands smack the mirror, all the voices go silent. Lance, roll me your choice. Either a... Arcana or Persuasion check? I will do Arcana, because I am better at that. Oh, that's not good, though. That's going to be an 11. Your hands, you feel, are vibrating on this mirror. And as you focus your mind, your mind being scattered, you try to focus it into the mirror. You feel feel your mind starting to pierce something like it's cutting away a layer and pulling it aside and you have one flap open but as your mind goes to cut the other flap you your mind reels back and your head arches back i need you to make a constitution saving throw please 15. 15. You take... You take 8 points of necrotic damage, but you feel that your mind has kept that one flap open, and if you'd like, you can keep 
pressing and opening that up and cutting away at that layer if you so choose. Lance, haunted by this new trait he has discovered through his journey since he came from Neverwinter and just never finding an answer for it. And if there's anything Lance hates, it's not finding an answer for it. He will not just press his hands, but then like almost like try and like just not press his whole body almost, but he's like pressing like his torso on up onto the mirror and just pushing with all his might. As you grip and grit your teeth and lunge and throw your weight into this, I need you to roll another Arcana or Persuasion check. I keep Arcana. Oh, not good. And the DC will be lower because it's partially opened. This is a 13. 13. You grip your teeth, grit your teeth, and you lunge into it. As you whisper under your breath, you see your hands start to move into the mirror slightly, almost as if it were a pool of, of some sort of liquid, and you pull in, you push into it as you throw all your weight against this mirror. You close your eyes and you focus your mind and that other part of the curtain. You throw the curtain away and you are blown back from the mirror 10 feet and you fall on the ground <sighs> breathing <sighs> wiping the blood from your nose you push yourself up to your hands and your knees and you look up at the mirror and you don't see yourself in the mirror you see long flowing red hair a beautiful green silk dress and a woman with a very lithe figure who, as you're looking, turns around in the mirror and looks at you with a familiar smile, wearing a yellow scarf, and says to you, I was wondering when you'd come and talk to me, Lance. I was wondering indeed. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of iCast Fireball. My God, Mal's communing with a demon lord. Lance is talking with people from his past, and I'm just looting a corpse over here. (laughs) (laughs) This robe's mine! Screw you! He asked the corpse very nicely if he could have it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You cannot lie. Oh my gosh. Ned, take an inspiration dive. For that. Oh, thank you. What? I just took damage and he gets inspiration for looting a body. <laughs> He's fine. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, on that note, (laughs) we'll have to see next week who this figure is, who this person is. I'm sure we all have our suspicions, but what's going to happen on next time on I Cast Fireball? Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We are just tickled pink 
that you would take the time to listen to us exploring these crazy dungeon slash library here under Candlekeep to find information on this Cult of the Dragon and this random side quest into the necromatic section or the forbidden section, if you will. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a review. It boosts our ratings, gets us into other people's podcast service, and it lets us know that you like what we're doing. If you want to write something longer, shoot us an email at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and hear your ponderings on who this individual could be as well. Building on that, feel free to shoot us a message on our Twitter and Instagram at our handle, iCastFireball, or with the hashtag iCastFireball. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, and we can wonder and ponder together. Now, lastly, we've got our sister sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where we have Ned, who takes a turn as the GM and the Keeper for Fate Accelerated and Avatar Legends ongoing campaigns that he and all of his players have going on over there. It's a ton of fun. Don't forget to give him a listen and leave him a five-star review on your way out. Lastly, like, subscribe, share with your fellow friends and wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleetle. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>